Chapter 6, Point Man, How Man Can Lead His Family by Steve Farrar is uh, on aerobic kneeling. Uh, aerobic kneeling. So, just by the term, you know, it has something to do with prayer. You know, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's recommended that we uh, exercise, that's your aerobics, that we have some kind of cardiovascular activity to uh, work our heart and our lungs and different organs in our body. So that's what this chapter is dealing with, but in a spiritual sense, uh, getting on your knees throughout the week, throughout the day, and praying to God, having a strong spiritual fitness about yourself is what this chapter is about. And uh, how can you have an effective training program? You're going to have to, first of all, understand that it's going to take endurance. And you're going to have to be a spiritual self-starter, which is what the previous uh, chapter was kind of talking about uh, with anorexic men and their bulimic cousins. It leads into this chapter about aerobic kneeling. You have to be a spiritual self-starter. Nobody can uh, motivate yourself. You have to motivate you. You have to make it up in your mind that you're going to wake up and pray. You're going to have to make it up in your mind how you want to start your day. Do you want to just go through it or wake up and just go in the flow with it? Or do you want to start it off right, end it right every day? And uh, the chapter kind of talks about how, you know, there's two uh, mistakes people make. First of all, uh, you got people who emphasize scripture without prayer. And the second mistake people make is you emphasize prayer without scripture. The man who studies the Bible without praying will develop a good mind with a cold heart. The man who prays without knowing scripture will consistently pray outside the will of God. For that is where the will is, the will, his will is revealed. This balance is critical to standing firm in spiritual battle. Paul could not have made it any clearer in Ephesians 6, 17 through 18. It talks about, and you take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, with all prayer and petition. And that's basically, you know, kind of the ending part of the, uh, put on the whole spiritual uh, armor of God. You have to have the word of God. That's the most important weapon that you can have as far as your offense. Um, you know, you gotta be able to combat the devil with uh, some kind of some kind of word. You can't come back with him, come back to him with just, you know, what comes at the top of your head. You have to come back with what's written in the word of God. So that's important because remember, we're fighting a spiritual battle uh, and not a fleshly battle. We're not fighting against people fighting against spiritual forces in high places so endurance endurance fitness should be our goal we should never like be in the mindset of feeling like we're gonna run a sprint the uh the life of a believer is a spiritual marathon it's not a sprint we're gonna go through ups downs and we're going to go through times when we need to take a rest we're going to go through times when we need to call a time out 
Uh, but you got to get back on the journey. You can't throw in the towel because God has purpose for you. And um, he already has things set up for you. So we got to continue to run the race. So <clears throat> what, how often should we pray? Um, the chapter talks about, uh, you know, giving examples of 1 Corinthians 5 and 17, where it says pray without ceasing. And um, that means we should pray about everything. We should be praying about everything in our lives. And we shouldn't be praying general prayers. Lord, bless me. But we should be praying, Lord, help my children today as they go to school. Give them the wisdom they need as they come across different obstacles and challenges. Keep them protected throughout the, the dangers of life. Don't just say, Lord, protect them. Protect them specifically from what? Bless them in what specific way? And when you pray those specific prayers, you can see specific prayers being answered. When you just pray generalized prayers, then you will get generalized blessings. <laughs> Does that make sense? And so you're not wanting to get that. You want to get the blessings that are going to be in your life to where you can be able to give God the glory no matter what. And then you can see the the blessings in the hands of God on your on your prayers. So prayer, prayer and spiritual meditation go hand in hand. You have to read the word. You have to pray. You have to meditate. Let God speak to you as you speak to him. Don't just speak to him and not wait for answers through his word. Allow God to speak through your meditation, through your quiet time, and you get away from people. Choose a, you need to choose a time every day. Choose a place every day. And that's what this chapter is talking about. It actually gives us different ideas of uh, if you just do 30 minutes, three times a week, kind of like what people recommend, which are, uh, you know, just doing aerobic exercises with running or jogging. They recommend that you do 30 minutes a, a, a day for three times a week. And if you can do that, just starting off now, I know people would say I need to pray every day, but some people not even already some people are not even praying every day other than, you know, your, your food and take it, saying your grace. So if you're not starting already praying every day, if you're not already doing that, you got to start somewhere. So if you start at least with baby steps, you can crawl your way to where you can be able to walk and then you can run. But remember, the race of this spiritual journey is not a race. I mean, it's not a sprint. It's just a it's a it's a spiritual marathon. So, you know, you got to understand that, you know, it's it's different from a 100-yard dash versus a, a 26K. You running 26 miles versus 100 yards, that's a big, big difference. You're going to have to train your mind. It's going to be a... And that's what this chapter talks about in detail, too, is that you have to not only be a spiritual self-starter, but you have to be self-disciplined. You have to wake up in the morning or choose whatever time of the day is best for you and uh, be disciplined about praying. Um, and then um, <clears throat> it talks about how uh, you have to have a plan. I talked about that. It says there are four things that it recommends that you should have as far as necessary components for an effective plan for aerobic kneeling. I talked about number one, plan a time. Number two, plan a place. 
Number three, make a list. So don't just pray uh, and kind of think that you can keep everything in your mind, but pray with a uh, with a detailed list of things or people you should want to pray for. For example, you want to pray for your wife, your kids, your pastor, your elders, deacons, country, uh, that God will begin to turn it around spiritually. Pray for the president, your congress your congressional uh, representatives, the Supreme Court justices as they make uh, critical decisions and on and on and on. Instead, of, And like I said, if you pray specific, God will answer you specific. And uh, number four, begin with, begin with scripture. There's nothing wrong with uh, being able to start your prayer off with reading the word of God. That allows you to hear from God as you go into your prayer and your uh, petitions and your requests. And number five is an extra one added on here. It says, make yourself accountable to somebody. And this is key because whenever you make yourself accountable, it allows you to uh, hold yourself to be held accountable. Whenever you're doing something new, as such as this prayer thing, and you haven't been doing it already, it's easy like a New Year's resolution just to throw it and forget it. But if you have somebody holding you accountable and asking you, uh, "Hey, how, how did your you know the, your routine go? How did your new your new thing going on with your aerobic kneeling?" Then you have somebody to answer to, and you don't you don't you can't just lie. You're gonna have to tell them the truth. So um, sometimes we are, we also wonder in our prayers. So we should ask God to help us with uh, focus, help us with a developed discipline. Lord, I, um, excuse me, my mind got off track, um, but help me to get focused this morning. You know, prayer is a developed discipline. And, um, you know, some of the things that kind of are distractions uh, before prayer or during prayer is our mind wanders. We run out of things to say or we're praying about something and something. And some suddenly you remember you had something on your to-do list or you say stu- stupid things that you really don't mean or you get bored. But like I said, if you ask God for to help you to focus, then you can have more of an effectiveness in your prayer. Every day between 11 a.m. and noon, there was this guy. Uh, he would pray for um, the next three generations. Let me repeat that. Every day. There was this guy that this in this chapter they talk about for it, from 11 a.m. to noon. He would pray for the next three generations. So uh, prayer is also forward thinking. It's not just you talking about you and your kids, but it's a, it's about the kids after your kids and your great grandchildren and the great great grandchildren. You pray for so many generations to come. As God works, because remember, God knows you before you before you are in your mother's womb. He knows what is to come in your life. So more prayer, more power. I know you've heard that before. Again, this book is amazing, amazing, amazing. This chapter is about aerobic kneeling. The next chapter, chapter seven, is about husband and wife teamwork in the marriage cockpit. Again, this is Point Man by Steve Farrar, How a Man Can Lead His Family. Make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you 
let somebody read that book. And uh, I hope that you stay blessed as we continue on in this series.